Jesus Christ, man, what the hell is wrong with you? Please, just shut up! Seriously? Seriously? You have got to learn to wait your goddamn turn! He's lying to us, Kenny! Kenny! He is lying to us! I would rather be vice president under him or resident minister to the Barbary Pirates than be indebted to a creature such as Hamilton for my present post! Kneel down and suck to your tiny goddamn... You are stuck raving mad, or I am! Good day, sir! I am not drinking any fucking Merlot! Drop your credentials at the guard's desk and get the fuck out of here! Welcome, friends, countrymen, people of all different ages and nationalities. Welcome, world listeners, to Paul Giamatti's School of Hard Knocks. I'm Andy. I'm here with my luscious co-host, Justin. Paul couldn't join us today. He didn't give a reason. He just iced us. It's the first week that I messaged him and no response. Nothing. Didn't call. So he could be dead for all we know justin have you checked the trades the trades what trades yeah you know the trades have you checked the trades the papers entertainment news ah the papers see oh god sometimes i forget you're not in the biz jeez you got to come out here to la we'll show you how they do things right you know once something hits the trades then it's common knowledge you go to variety did you check anything variety today you remember, you know, in those old school movies, there's the guy selling the papers, yelling out the headlines. Like, <laughs> of course, local man got a job and uh, making ninety nine cents an hour. Can you believe it, Chain? Yeah, Big Jimmy Smith Sanders just bought the whole entire newspaper industry. Read about it here first. Read it here first. Big loose sloppy sloppy Sanders just got a singing engagement at the old ballroom. Sing it. Read it here. Can you imagine that there was someone did that f- for a, one of those absurd conspiracy theory websites, but for a newspaper? Read it here. Bill Gates implanting you all with microchips. Read it here. <laughs> Everything as everyone out there is to get Donald Trump. Read it here. It's all a hoax. Imagine. Donald Trump himself is doing it. Read it here. It's all a hoax. <laughs> Melinda Gates is actually. A man in a pig suit, she's giving out all kinds of viruses. I have the only solution. I have the only antibody. (laughs) Justin, all right, this is a great skit we have to do. (laughs) Old-timey newspapers guys competing newspaper boys, except one is the real news and one is the conspiracy (laughs) fake news. (laughs) Yeah, like one is just a perfectly reasonable, read it here, progress made on vaccine. And the other guy's like, read it here. We're all going to be fine even if you get COVID and are are severely ill. It's all a hoax. But, you know, it's funny you actually meant, what what did you call the the newspapers? What was the term you used? The newsies. No, you called it something else. (laughs) Did I? Paper boys? You said, did you take the trade? Oh, the trades. Yeah. The trades. (laughs) <laughs> it's funny you use that old school term trades i had a guy one of my friends who i hadn't heard from in a while reach out to me great guy he's not that old but he always talked like he was from the roaring 30s or something 
he once and I, I swear to God verbatim, he once I he met a girl and he was telling me about her, and I said, "Where did you meet her?" And he goes, "Oh, I uh, met her on that Tinder website." Oh my, verbatim that Tinder website. How old was he? He was like thirty four. What? All right, my mental picture was something totally different. Thirty four. He said. How is his quality the quality of his voice? He's very uh he he's from Brooklyn. So he has ah. and like grew up there and had a very not like hipster Brooklyn, like deep into Brooklyn, um like a Greek family. So he, he's one of those hardened city guys. Papadopoulos. Like, yeah, exactly. Uh he he used to say things like, yo, we should go to the bar, see see if there's any hot chicks there. Or hot broads. Dude, what do you say, broads? He'd say broads. Wow, that's so old timey. I love it. Yeah, I we me and one of my other friends in that like that was like a it was a small group of friends from work. We would just give him a hard time about how we talked all the time. Like, hey, John, you want to go to the saloon and, and pick up <laughs> pick up some skates? That's legendary. You're gonna go chase some skirts. That guy, that's all he's got on his mind: skirts and green. You got any of that old Sioux City sarsaparilla on tap? Yeah, that's my favorite soda. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good guy, but it was just funny to hear from him. And uh, I was like, I texted him immediately. I said, "You know how to text?" <laughs> why is he so? What? Wait, he's thirty-four. Why would he say that at Tinder website? He was being serious, not joking. Dead serious. It wasn't like a thing where he was trying to be cool or nonchalant about not knowing what Tinder was. He really, I was laughing. I'm like, what are you t-? like? No. He's like, what? Is he just an old soul? I guess. I mean, he's he was 34 at the time. This was probably, he's now like 38, 39. But, uh, so now he's probably really old talking. Yeah. Like, hey, Justin, call me on the phonograph tomorrow. We can go. Out for a walk. <laughs> I knew him when I worked at a branch at City. He was very retail salesy. Like always bragging about his sales numbers and stuff, which is just to me not my style. Like I, I got out of that world. Would he and... walk by your desk and and take out a little ding bell and go, Ding, got another one. Put another hey boss, put another one up on the big board. Uh, what what was the guy's name? Can we make up a name for him, Charlie? John, no, his name is John. I don't care. Oh, He's John. Never, he doesn't even Let's know. Call him I don't think he knows what a podcast is. Justin, you got to key it up. Charlie's killing you. Put another one on the board for Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny is his ex manager's name was Charlie. Get the so, f out of town. Yeah, his name is John. I love John. Again, I he, we're not saying anything bad about him. Just that he's a fucking old loser. <laughs> not a loser at all. Here's my question for you. We're gonna get into this real quick how do you think he views himself does he view himself as like yeah i'm, I'm that old timey guy like i'm kind of i'm from new york because when when he goes to like the midwest or when he goes to the south people are probably like holy hell this guy is this guy is from a time machine like nobody talks like that i actually know exactly how he views himself it's not tied to his lingo it's tied to his identity as someone who sells for a bank all it's basically all he we'd be at a bar he'd be like how many helocs you got this month helocs home equity line of uh, home equity line of credit (laughs) like i got i got nine helocs in the pipeline the he loved the pipeline i'll show you of course he loved the pipeline wait do you like this guy or not 
I love him. He's actually a really nice, kind-hearted soul. But uh, he likes he likes sales too much. I hated sales, and I got out of it. And I'm very it was the best thing for my life, for my mental well being. He love he's made for sales. Sounds like a salesman. He's got a great salesman's voice. He could have been in freaking Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Oh, he he was basically those characters, and he talked about he literally used to say things like, "Yeah, I've just been p- pounding the pavement lately." Oh my god. I swear to God, he said I need that. the good leads. I can't do anything with these shitty leads. You gotta give me the good leads. I need the Glen Gary leads, for Christ's sakes. I think I thought of him when I watched that movie for the first time. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, he, he is that old school, old soul salesman. God, I can't wait to see him get really old. Yeah, you should meet him, actually. I mean, not that I'm ever gonna see him or meet him, but... <laughs> you should. We'll have him on as a guest. We won't even tell him what this is. I'm just going to tell him it's a conference call for a prospective client. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Yeah, he would he'd be like, oh, right. I'll grill him. I'll I'll match his voice and I'll grill him. <laughs> like, so, That'll Johnny, something else. Justin tells me you're a HELOC mastermind. Is this true? What do you th- <laughs> Well, I, I got a company that I'm starting up. It's called PG Financial. All right. We got a serious <laughs> investor. He's a big, he's a big time actor. He wants to start his own equity company. Can you be our? Can, I, can you be our? What's the the phrase for a top sale guy? Can you be our point of contact? Because I'm a, <laughs> it, I'm about business. Get it? <laughs> He'd immediately be like, he wouldn't even, even if you said complete nonsense. He'd be like, listen, I'm your guy. Call me day and night. <laughs> Day and night, the lonely salesman keeps his HELOCs at night. He's a hound. He's a dog. He's all alone, and he's pounding pavement. I respect anybody who... Sales is, is tough, man. Sales is really tough. It's, I, I think of it as a form of acting, honestly. I mean, it depends on what you're selling. If you're selling, like, uh, I don't know. My dad was in sales for 30 years. What did he sell? So he worked for AT&T and like telecommunications, but his main client was Pfizer Pharmaceuticals. And I, you know what? I, I, it's, it's fuzzy what he sold. But I know he was in sales. Yeah. He was, your dad was Walter White, basically. <laughs> so my dad told me that I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that he sold car insurance. And I always kind of wonder, because, you know, we have a yacht and a pretty decently sized <laughs> house, a basketball court in the backyard. Like, car insurance? But I, I didn't question it. Man, Geico really pays out nice commissions, huh, Dad? As you're, like, in your Hamptons pool. <laughs> Dad, why do you have two black eyes? With you, who are who have guns and are protecting us? Did you say black? I thought you said black eyes. You said black guys. Uh, that's the question, Justin. What did I say? <laughs> no, I am the one who knocks. Sales is tough, though. Seriously, um, if you're selling something that people actually need, I think you can. It's more of a, you know, you don't have to pretend to care. But if it's like something nonsense, like car 
used car salesman. Oh God, have you ever <laughs> have you gone through experience of buying a car in the past? I don't know, few years. Justin, this year was the first year I I leased a car, and holy hell, what a process! These people are are the worst, bottom of the barrel. So, the first dealership I went to was a Honda dealership. Guy sat me down, super friendly. And I did a little research beforehand, and I, I wrote down a number that I wanted on a paper. I was like, all right, can you give me a Honda Accord for this? And he was like, oh, God, ah, that, that'd be really tough. How about this? How about we give you a Civic for this? And I was like, no, I want the Accord for this. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 one, no one will give you that. Sorry, no one will give you that. And I was like, all right, see ya. So I got up to walk away, and, get, and he was he, <laughs> This happened four or five times. Be like, actually, you know, you know what? Hold on one second. Let me let me talk to my manager. Let, let me see what I can do. Let me see what I can do. Let, let, let me let me see what I can do. Let me just see what I can do. Let me talk to my manager. So I sit back down. I wait 10, 15 minutes. Then the manager comes over. The manager, the manager at this Honda in Kenny! was a fucking dickhead. He was this. Yeah, I'll he... ex- do his exact voice. What were you gonna say? He lets the managers. I've gone through a couple of experiences with car purchases or leasing, and they all go exactly the same. As, as so far, they've all gone exactly how yours went. And I've noticed the managers at the car dealership all have this ego because, I mean, who wouldn't let a cushy $35,000 a year managerial job get to their head? At that point, you're a big swinging dick. You're, you're the shit. You're the hot guy in town. Hey, babe, I'm a manager at a Nissan. All right, Justin, but but here's the... All right, let me tell you what he said, and then we're going to put a pin in that because I want to discuss exactly what you you just said. He comes over and is like, hey, so what can I do for you? I'm like, yeah, I want the Accord at this price. He's like, no, you're not going to get that, sorry. Like, we're giving you a great deal on a Civic. You have to go with that. This is part of being an adult, doing your research before you come in. He he, pl- he played oh the like, Lord. I'm a young guy buying a car card. Yeah. And so he's like, that's not the price of an accord. You got to see part of being an adult is you got to do your research before part you come in. Part of being an adult, part of being I would smack them. I would just yeah. wipe that mustard off your oversized TJ Maxx button down <laughs> and throw some fucking respect. No, I sat there and smiled at him just because I knew I knew my dad kind of prepped me on the game here. Shout out to my dad. And his name is Doug. Oh, actually, I think first I told them that I wanted the Civic for a specific price. So we were going back and forth on the Civic. So this went on back and forth. And eventually when they caved on the price for the Civic, I, I said, all right, now I want that price for the Accord. And their heads exploded. <laughs> Their heads exploded. They both, they both of them were just like, after maybe an hour and a half of arguing, they were like, like, what? Like, no, like, no, no. Like, have a nice day. And they both stormed off. And I, I like walked out. But Justin, this is like sales tactics, right? So these, these managers are taught to like, hey, keep them here as long as you can. Get under their skin. Wear them out. Outlast them. And then when they're weary and, and, the customer thinks they're getting a good deal then that's when you sign the ink that's how a deal's done that's how my predecessor taught it to me and his before him 
because we're salespeople and we're business people. And you know what? It's not personal. It's business. Fuck that shit. That is the cause of so many problems in our world. Seriously, greed, like, hey, you know what? We're just going to fuck this guy over a little bit. It's not personal. It's business. This is what they taught us at university. It's gaish in the pocket of the business. We're taking the gaish from his pocket and putting it in our CEO's pocket. Right. If he's too It'll stupid. It'll trickle down our measly little cheap pockets. Am I right in, in saying that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I will say, you did what you did isn't exactly inex- is, uh, excusable. You basically went into like a jewelry store and said, hey, how much for that Pandora bracelet charm? Like, I don't know, 500 bucks? And you, you haggle back and forth down to like 250 Like, all right, now I want that price for that 10-carat engagement <laughs> I ring. Know, right there. I know, I <laughs> know. Fork it over. Or you went to like a steakhouse and you're like, hey, this bowl of soup's a dollar. Can I get the filet mignon for this price? <laughs> it's the same money. I mean, all they, they, we're just changing the product. The currency saying the same. The, I'm giving you the currency, so the the sides of the transactioners transa- transaction are staying the same. We're just changing the product. What's the big deal? Yeah, but Justin, it was also the last day of the year. It was New Year's Eve. I was doing this. They needed to get cars off the lot. Just give me the fucking car. It's it's a piece of shit. Give me your car. So not only did you you pull a bait and switch on them, you did it on a night where they definitely didn't want to be working just to make it worse when they're in a bad mood. Oh, yeah, but New Year's Eve is the biggest day of the year for sales for cars, apparently. So they got to get everything out of the lot? Yeah, they got to get off the lot. So you basically said, look, guys, I know you don't want to be here. You'd rather be with your family celebrating, getting your groove on. You did a little hip like sway when you said that. But on the bright side, I'm about to rip you the fuck off. <laughs> I should have sold them like massive this. massive loss and lose your jobs. <laughs> I should have really tried to sell them instead of them trying to fuck me. Yeah. No, car, car negotiations are like, they crack me up because it's so fake and like scripted. It's so fake. It's always fake. the guy's like, ah, oh, I can't do that. And when you, they see if you'll leave and you feel cave. And when you don't, they're like, hold on. And they go get their manager who's like the big guns. And it's just this like slop. It's with inevitably the sloppy guy. It's like he has like this air of like superiority of car managerial dealership. What can I do for you, pal? Yeah, the only thing he's been superior on is eating sloppy Joe's his whole life. Have you ever have they ever told you they're taking a loss at the price they're offering you? We're gonna actually lose money on this. Yeah, all the they use all the tricks. I went to four dealerships before I found my wonderful Best of the worst, Toyota Corolla. There you go. It's an old reliable. You know what I actually thought of, though? Um, I There's a Models in my neighborhood that's had a sign for literally two or three years that says going out of business, everything 50% off, which is another clearly a sale. It's a weird sales tactic because it's Models. It's not some crappy unknown store. Right. So I want to start a business with you where the business is literally called going out of business hyphen discounts up the wazoo. Are and people going to be this... looking for the title of the building? Like, what is this place? What do they sell? They'll just, yeah, exactly. The just discounts alone. everywhere. Discounts, discounts, discounts. Yeah. The, dis, the, uh, the, 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 the mystery of what we sell and what the store is called alone will get people to walk in. And then we need people like my friend John, who I referenced earlier, 
and I, I like to call these people, it's not a term I made up, but it's a, one of my favorite terms, is snake oil salesmen. Yes. You know, the people with slick back hair, the uh, they care way too much about their suits, they, they brag about their watch, they, they literally bathe in cologne. Those people are very good at selling products to people that don't put a lot of thought into what they're buying or what they're hearing. So like the store would literally just be filled with shit that we find on the street. Like a piece of plastic that's like floating around on the sidewalk. You just post it on the like a, a like a part that makes it look prominent. So what is this? Oh, that right there is a it's a multifaceted, diverse product that you can you could fashion around your cock like a condom. You could wear it over your head on a sunny day to reflect the light out of your eyes. It's what you want of it. You got it? Fifty bucks. Give it now. That was Wilt Chamberlain's uh dick proper. You know how he banged over 20,000 women? He used that to prop up his dick when he was too tired to have sex. And that's, I mean, we're giving it away at practically nothing. But, I mean, the fact that Will Chamberlain even owned it, uh, this is this is a steal. I'm losing all my family heirlooms by giving this to you. It's it's bad for me. You, <laughs> you giving me money for it would be bad for my life. But I'm doing you a favor because I'm a nice guy. That's That's the kind of guy I am, you know? You know what? I can't sell this to you. And he just starts walking in the back. Wait, no, please give me the Wilt Chamberlain's dick proper. <laughs> what did you call his it? dick proper? It props his dick up <laughs> like a harness. Oh man, salespeople. But how? How do they? How do they? Do they compartmentalize this, or are they just yes. shitty people? Because. Like, do they go home to their wives and are like, when they get a pizza, like, honey, you want the first slice? It's a little, actually, it's a little too hot when realize, re- actually, it's their favorite slice is the first slice. Like, it's a little <laughs> too hot, honey. You're going to burn your mouth. I'm going to eat this first slice, all right? Thanks. Thanks, John. You're really looking out for me always. I am. I'm looking out for you, number one, baby. And, and his brain yeah. is thinking, wow, that first slice is so, it's the best <laughs> You, that you hit the nail on the head because it's there's there's ethical salesmen that like they 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 won't sell you bullshit and then there's people that will sell you the fucking your your own car back to you and like trick you somehow and they never turn it off. I knew a guy that I worked with that that snake oil salesman I described is basically a guy I knew to a T and he never turned it off. No matter what you, if if the if a building was collapsing on his head and he said, "Hey, how's it going? It's going great. I have all this beautiful scenery collapsing on my head, and everything's going one," and then he just dies. Yeah, right. Selling to the death. They're selling to the death. Yeah. No matter what, everything was amazing. It was so great. He had the best everything going on, and uh, yeah, it just never turned it off. But Justin, I find this really interesting that we've moved into talking mainly about sales because image and keeping up an image is almost like sales you're you're selling someone on how you want to come off and if you make them believe it they buy it right there's even that expression like oh yeah they're totally buying it oh definitely definitely um you could tell i I, i've i think i'm cynical now with people i work with if someone has a personality trait that's too extreme there's someone in the office that's way too nice he's always smiling he's always just not like laughing at all your jokes and in my head i'm thinking he's just giving off the perception this nut he's this nice when as soon as you get home he just kicks his baby in the face and just 
spits on his wife and yells, Dinner! That's an awful image. Do you know what I mean, though? If, if someone is always acting a certain way that's so extreme, it's hard to fathom that that's the reality of who they are. That's pretty weak. Do you weak, ever feel though. that way? That's Yeah, of course. Of course. That's super weak. That's If someone makes a point to always present this particular trait, you're thinking, all right, this feels contrived and forced. Um, other people that... We went to high school with this kid, uh, Alex Kenny! Wait, wasn't Alex Kenny also someone who went to high school with? Oh, yeah, you're right, actually. <laughs> no, Alex Kenny! Of course. Yeah, he w- he wanted so bad to come across as somebody that didn't care. Like it, it and he it was just a it was it was a contrived act. He literally would always you'd say, "Hey Alex, how's everything going?" I don't know. Oh man, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't care. Um, you don't care that your Justin. house just burned down and everyone died? You you I remember him. I don't know if he was trying to come off like that. I think he was I think he was either A, dealing with like serious stuff like the divorce of his parents, or B, he just wasn't that interesting of a person. His parents got divorced? I, I don't know, but in my mind, I feel like I remember that. Oh, well, that makes me feel bad, actually. But I have a bed of false memories, so I could just be pulling out anything. That's true. Well, wasn't his dad Cisco? All right, now you're, now you're messing with me. <laughs> Now, I, I used to see him a lot because I played Frisbee, and also we all used to play poker a lot. And the answer to everything was, I don't care. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Huh. You're allowed to have emotion, Brit. Huh, huh, huh. I, I think something's got to be wrong with that because I, I know another person. I'm not going to get too far into this, but another person who we grew up with who really didn't care... And he would do that same thing, but he had serious, serious, serious issues going on hmm. that we only found okay. out till very later. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, that that's a very specific thing then. I was thinking of this related to celebrities too, which we've talked about. Because have you, have you noticed there's certain celebrities that they make all these videos to come across as this nice family person or down to earth? And everyone kind of buys it. Like, oh, he's so nice. He's so cute with his family. And in my head, or not in just my head, I say this to people. You're buying what they're posting on social media as who they are around the clock. And, and when in reality, this is this is all calculated. This isn't some, you're not getting a sneak peek into who they are as people. It's just, this is what they want you to see. And there's a reason behind it because it's profitable. I mean, I've been saying it for years. In 15 years, it's going to come out that Tom Hanks eats babies. <laughs> Something's not Probably. so right about him. He's too perfect. He's definitely eating children. I, I mean... <laughs> no, I, I'm joking. But what it, what's the percentage is that something comes out that Tom Hanks is like... I mean, z- the percentage is probably zero, but... That he eats babies? I thought that zero. He, something bad. Something that comes out We have out no that proof like... that he doesn't eat babies. Hey, Rita, how about a nice baby filet mignon tonight? Really? We just had that last night. I was thinking more of a uh, of a toddler parmesan. <laughs> with a, with a, 
with a newborn al dente. This is super fucked up. <laughs> a Dudley Parmesan. <laughs> yeah, give me give me an infant club with uh, infant bacon. <laughs> Melted cheese or no? Because that costs an extra fifty cents. At the baby bar. Yeah. And then when the cameras catch him, he, he doesn't even like he doesn't understand why people are freaking out. This is what I do. Because he's such a hell of a nice guy. Yeah. I don't get it. You almost sounded like Paul for a second there. I did? Yeah. This is what I do. Oh, I didn't mean to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that that's my thing on celebrities. Is we'll never... The only ones we know are authentic are the ones that are truly off their rocker where you're thinking they cannot be acting right now <laughs> but not like all Tom of Cruise. them justin some of them are good people so there's a so, oh yeah no let me to be clear yeah of course some of them are great people i'm sure but we don't we just don't know and it's it's very fair to be skeptical given all these crazy stories that come out about them behind the scenes but there's so i mean it, it's you're right i mean there's a lot of good ones but it's just people shouldn't blindly accept the stuff they like. John Krasinski posted a video of him singing with his kids. Like, oh great, it's it's an act. He might be a cool guy. He he probably he seems like he it. He probably is. Uh, I don't. I actually don't care that much. But it actually it just it grinds my gears when people say, oh he's so nice, he's so sweet. It's like you're first a cynic. of all, who gives a shit? And secondly, we don't know that. But Justin also. Now I'm developing in my head a meter for this kind of stuff. You can tell certain celebrities who are whose image is different from how they are in real life. If you really study it, I, I think, or not even celebrities, just random people on Instagram. You can just tell if they have something seriously wrong with them or not. Would Ellen DeGeneres have fallen under that category? Because everybody thought she was this awesome, down-to-earth, sweet person, and it's it's come out that that was a load of shit. What exactly happened with her? I, I haven't heard really she just, too much about Apparently, it. her and her staff were extremely abusive towards people on the show and just downright intolerable to work with. Yeah, she started as like a stand-up comedian. That doesn't exactly surprise me. Yeah. Fair enough. But I don't know. Maybe maybe she wanted to like run a tight ship, and and I mean her show was very successful for a long time. I I can't make a judgment on that issue at all. I know nothing about it. I do, I know nothing about Ellen. I just know she. I I'm I'm not really a, a, a huge fan of her. I know everybody loves her. I think she's fine. I just she doesn't really do it for me. Uh, but I could totally see her. You know, she's always like, all right, so we're gonna show you this thing that's supposed to make you feel warm and fuzzy. Everybody clap along. Like that kind of, she's not Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers was the real fucking deal. You could tell. You could tell because that was him, honest in his performance. And you know who played him in a, mo- in a movie recently? Tom, baby eating Hanks. Yeah, the baby eater himself. <laughs> the baby eater himself, Tommy, Tommy H., That'll be a crazy movie. You know what I'm saying, though? All right, I'm going to give you a a few celebrities. You tell me you think there's something to hide, okay? All right, Cardi B. I think, yeah, I don't think she's hiding anything because her public image isn't exactly clean. It's just this 
woman who's kind of ratchet and is, used to be a stripper and now is a rapper who sucks. I don't know what her public image is. I but guess, what is really. her public image exactly? Yeah. Uh, shitty rap that appeals to people who like shitty rap. I don't know. Um, I, my, my inclination is that she's a horrible person. I don't know about her, but I could just from the, <laughs> like she Bill yeah. Cosby a bunch of guys working at the strip club and there's evidence behind it. So that probably makes you a horrible person. Um, what about Ted Bundy, for instance? Do you think <laughs> his image matched up to his public, like to behind the scenes? What was his public image? He always tried to come across as someone who would kidnap and murder women. He actually might have been. Imagine he actually this. He just really wanted to come across that way, and in reality, he was this charming, funny guy who like donated to charities and did a lot of work with the homeless. But just happened to kill people. No, he did it just to maintain an image of a killer. So he was doing a negative image, but on the other side, he was actually a good guy. (laughs) Wow. His parents used to train him, you cannot come across as a good guy, no matter how bad you want to, Teddy. Yeah, because no one want to fuck you. (laughs) Girls like bad boys. They want to have the threat of being killed. They want to have the threat of falling off your motorcycle at 100 miles an hour. All right? Without that they edge, just took it too far. no one will fuck you. Oh, he was a. I actually don't know much about him. I just, I just thought of him because that's a name that comes to my mind when I think of notoriously disgusting and terrible people. All I know is he killed a bunch of people. I really don't know much about. Yeah, him. he he killed a lot of women, and he was very charming and very, uh, very charming. All right, G- uh, Jim Carrey. He's kind of went off the deep end, hasn't he? Like, hasn't he? Isn't he posting all sorts of nonsensical stuff now? Well, he's bipolar too. Is he actually? Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure he's he's bipolar. Uh, I oh. read somewhere, but who knows? He could not be. It could be. Could be a media conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like his career fell off the just completely fell off, and he's really irrelevant now, right? Who were we just talking about? Holy hell. Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah. Was that a joke? No, no. I, I, seriously. Yeah, that's how irrelevant he is. Hey, what about Jim Carrey? Who are we talking about? Oh, no, no, no. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey's had a major resurgence with his show Kidding. It's actually excellent. I think the realest people, I think if you're super real, you can be really, really successful because there's so many people who aren't. And so, like, especially out here in LA, you spot so many people who are just like, I've had so many people who who will tell me like, oh, yeah, no, Andy, I'll do that for you. Of course. Yeah. All right. I'll do that tomorrow. Never hear from him again. Yeah, they block your number and they go, sucker, actually thought I was going to follow up through my with my word. You know, I thought this is to pick back up our game of what would happen if, which I actually realize is more of a to me, it would be more fun if it's just like a flat out prank game or like just pranks on random people, which. A lot of shows already do this, but I, I don't know. I think we could pull this off. What would happen if, slash, this is an idea for a prank, one of us, I think it would be better if you did it, where you're in Manhattan. They just throw me into the fire. Yeah, you're in Manhattan. You sprint, you're sprint. you sprinting down the street. <laughs> Look, like Keep looking back like someone's chasing you. Uh, you know what? A lot of times when I'm saying these scenarios or any scenario, like I said looking back, so I kept, I, while I was saying it, I was looking over my shoulder. 
even though nobody's watching. So when you listen to this recording, you're going to notice that when I say looking back is like I'm pointing away from the microphone. Anyways, you're looking it's over your shoulder. It's an audio podcast, like just... Justin. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're masturbating like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't you hear you like through this. all this. <laughs> I can't hear you through them. What happened to your... Sounds like you're underwater, Justin. What happened to your mic? Oh, really? You can't hear? You can't hear me? No, Justin, that was a joke. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was a cum so anyways, joke. You're... It was a cum joke. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Uh, so you're you're looking over your shoulder like someone's chasing you, and you just abruptly stop at some table where people are eating. You know, you're gathered by like, take this USB cord. Do not give it up, no matter what. <laughs> and then you run away. Please, not let's USB do this. Cord. I'm in. USB drive, excuse me. You know what I meant, though, right? Yeah, of course. USB, all you had to say. Yeah. So you sprint away, and then, like, just when you're still in sight where they can see you, someone grabs you and throws you in a van. <laughs> Justin, that's amazing. I'm totally Isn't that down. brilliant? It's brilliant. How'd you think of this? Uh, I was inspired by the movie Executive Decision. Not Executive Decision. Uh, what was it called? Behind, what the hell was it called? Behind Enemy Lines? No, no that's not no, what it's called no. either. Enemy of the State. With Enemy Will of the Smith State. Exactly. Will, yeah. Will Justin, Smith that's the movie I was thinking about before you even said it was inspired by a movie. I fucking love that movie. That's It's a great movie. Yeah. He's the, the guy uh, gives Will Smith the, the USB thing and then runs away and gets killed. Right. That, and that stack is cast. I, I mean, that cast is stacked. Wow. Cast, oh, yeah. My brain's uh, broken. <laughs> what did you say? That stack is cast. <laughs> that stack's been cast. Yeah, John Voight is in it. Jack Black. Seth Green. Uh, I don't remember who else. Will Smith. Gene Hackman. This actress I know, actually. Uh, Laura Cayouette. Hmm. Um, we got to pull that off. That would be good. Yeah. Seriously, I'm in. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see who else is in it. Regina King, Lisa Bonet, Jake Busey, oh, yeah. Barry Pepper, Scott Conn. <laughs> Fuck, man. What a cast. Great cast, man. Great cast. Great podcast. Jamie Kennedy? Fuck. A lot of uh, what happened to those guys, guys. Lilo Brancato Jr., remember him? Nope. Not at all. You don't remember Lilo Brancato Jr.? No. He was in one movie, one famous movie, A Bronx Tale. He was the star. Ah, okay. He played Collegiano. Great greaseball name, Collegiano. Imagine if your parents named you Collegiano. Holy hell. Hmm. That's terrible. He's, that's a name that could work at our store, going out of business, discounts up the wazoo. Hey, just talk to our associate Collegiano over here. He's going to handle you. He's really going to handle you, all right? Yeah. And like, uh, what else would they sell? And he's just so fat, eating cold cuts. He's just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about this deal. Hey, let me, Dave, let me... You see this fork here? You could pick up four different types of cold cuts in one swipe with this fork. It used to be, it used to be Liberace's fork. 
You want to buy? It's a good deal. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. It seems just like a regular fork to me. No, it made us pure silver. Come on. Buy. I'll give you a special deal. I At least I, I'm losing money off this. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got you got a paper towel? I'm kind of sweating a little bit. <sighs> it, that, that would be... <laughs> That would be our, uh, our our sales tactic that we teach. You start with over-exaggerating what the thing is. The person's skeptical. You say, I'll give you a special deal. They're still skeptical. And you say, I'm losing money. They're still skeptical. So you say, you know what? Actually, I can't sell this to you. We're going to actually have to. Oh, my God. I can't believe I was about to sell that to you. And every customer goes, wait, I want it now. I'll give you 20 times what you asked for. And then the next step is saying, Oh, actually, oh, wow, I made a huge mistake. This actually, we've already sold this one to a high bidder. They really want it really bad. Have you heard of um, Bill Gates? You know, <laughs> he, he bought it last week. Wait, 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 how much did he pay for it? Yeah, you know, oh, $50. I could do better than that. I could, be, I could do better than Bill Gates. It's all about the story. They want to be out, they want to outbid celebrities. And every, every time someone makes a sale, there's a loud ching-ching noise that automatically plays throughout the PA system in the store. Tony, ring this schmuck up. He just bought a plastic fork for $100. While the customer is still in the store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon as the sale is made, we turn on them. We turn on the customer. Hey, hey, boss, look at this. <laughs> I just scammed these assholes out of $50 for this, this metal spoon. Hey, you got the mail? <laughs> Every five feet in the store, it says in big letters, all sales are final. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, every time someone says the words, all right, I'll buy it, we smack a sticker <laughs> on their forehead that says all sales are final. Also, there's huge signs that say, if you break it, you buy it. <laughs> and and everything's glass. And it, they're, it's on rickety tables, so people just... <laughs> anybody who touches anything or knocks over the whole all the glass bowling balls fell fall on the floor and explode <laughs> sorry that's two thousand dollars <laughs> we determine the prices after the fact those were tony shalhoub's bowling balls sorry those two thousand dollars you gotta pay them all so you see the sign the sign said you break you buy it all right signs are bullshit too so you could have a oh, sign yeah. that says anything and then you have to abide to it. Oh, sorry, the sign said. The great sign god is enforcing it. <laughs> sign god. Yeah, the, that is a good point. We just abide by signs that have no probably legal standing. Oh, shit, the sign says I have to bend over and get banged up the ass right now? All right. Sorry, store policy. Drop your shorts. <laughs> Right in the store where everything's glass and all you break it, you buy it. As soon as a customer walks in, we just load them their hands up with as much shit as possible. And we say, "All right, give it back." And as soon as we're about to give it back, we whip back our hands and it just breaks on the floor. And then we give them a choice. We give them an ultimatum. We say, "All right, listen, listen. I know you don't have two thousand dollars in your pocket right now, but collagenol over here also happens. All right." He- you could either take it up the ass from Collegiano or or you pay the $2,000. You see the sign said it? It says... So we should just update the name of the store to going out of business. The sign says it. All sales are final. Yeah, Signs Inc. 
It's just signs. It's all glass signs, and there's you can't tell the the rule signs from the buying signs. Exactly. All sales are final. Everyone should live by that in life. You make a decision, you live with it, no matter what, through thick and thin. Never apologize. Ever. It's Trump. Trump's motto. Yeah. Never apologize. All sales are final. You break no, you it, you know, buy it. I only paid my contractor half because he did a bad job. He did. A, he didn't do a great job, even though he was contracted for all the money. I didn't. I don't care. You break it, <laughs> you buy it. <laughs> you got to be crazy. Well, that's how we live on Paul Giamatti's School of Hard Knocks, though. As I was saying earlier, all sales are final. Once you hit play, you better finish because you break it, you buy it. And I don't know if you can believe it, Andy. We're 20 episodes in. I can, Justin. I can. 20 strong, like a freight train barreling down the freeway, onward and upward. Hell yeah. Congratulations, Paul, man. Yeah, congratulations <laughs> Paul, to you too. <laughs> Paul, I was going to say Paul is zero for 20. We're going to see if we can... I mean, we're, we're, he, I don't know. I'm just. I'm skeptical these days. I think he's another guy. He wants to come off as aloof an aloof creative thinker who just is wherever he wherever the wind blows that's where he goes because it's you know zen yoga he, he he's he's not one to be beholden to his schedule that's why we're really struggling but we're gonna get him on that being said thanks again for listening 20 episodes in uh i hope you're enjoying it and that's all i've got to say thank you so much guys keep listening stay safe and uh, give those salespeople hell. Not, not, not undeserved. If anyone's being a jerk to you, or being sticky and tricky, tell them what's good. Bye, guys. See you later. See you next week, friends.